we are <laughs> we're live we're live we're live um good morning good morning sabah everybody welcome back to the show uh today's episode is uh and well episode, <laughs> i don't know why i'm a little bit confused okay i gotta get this start the beginning i'm still used to saying uh saturday morning with tech so sabah everybody welcome back to the show this is the android bay episode 108 if i'm not mistaken um it is on february 12th 2022 another two 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 kind of a thing um, although the 22nd, I think, will probably be the most ultimate 2 to 2 day of the year. Um, today's episode is actually a little bit different. Uh, obviously, this is after the Unpacked event that just happened a couple of days ago, and Samsung announced uh, everything under the sun when it comes down to their devices. Uh, we're talking about the S22, S22 Plus, S22 Ultra, which is really a Note. So it's really two S22 series and a Note, not really three S, S series of devices this year. Um, next, of course, we had the Tab S8, which was, again, heavily leaked. So we saw about the, S8, uh, the S8, the S8 Plus, as well as the S8 Ultra. Um, and they had some interesting combinations and some really interesting um, incentives to get people to basically jump in and be able to get them. I'm going to share with you guys um, one thing that I think some people may not be aware of. Now, this may be specific to the U.S., but I want you guys to check this out uh, so that you know maybe there are something similar in depending on the market that you're in. And if you're still thinking about picking up a, a device. Um, I see a whole bunch of our friends in the chat already. Finn is in the, uh, in the chat. Good morning. Sabaha, welcome back. Greg as well. And of course, uh, Chemi's in there and Dalit Nazino. Good morning. Sabaha, hope you guys are doing well. Uh, one of the other things this week, which was really interesting, is uh, the Infinix Zero 5G. This is a, a budget smartphone around the 250 euros um, that's really interesting from Infinix. It's actually specific to the markets, not available everywhere, but for where you're able to pick it up. My recommendation would always be pick up the orange one because it actually has that nice little fake leather um, textured uh, background different than the one uh, like as you saw it with the um, with Juan Carlos's video. Oops, sorry. Um, he picked up a or he received one that was a little bit more of a reflective back and mine's a little bit more orange. Mine got in later, so I wasn't able to push out my video uh, right at the announcement. Uh, but the other thing that also kind of came in was the TCL V or 30 V. Um, now, this one came in yesterday and you probably saw a whole bunch of uh, influencers, at least in the U.S., that posted about it. Uh, there was a nice little package, a uh, um, I would say basically a love package from TCL for all of their fans. Uh, and the best part about it is they included a blanket, a brand new light. And what you can see right there, that little bit of a heart sitting there. Obviously, this is a little bit of an homage for Valentine's Day on the 14th on Monday. But it's also because that was also included in our kit. They included a ring light, but it's in the shape of a heart, obviously for Valentine's, uh, that will also be able to help us to kind of up our game when we're trying to create content using uh, the brand new uh, TCL V30. And if I'm not mistaken, sorry, say <laughs> it's right there. So the V30 is a 5G, $300 uh, phone from Verizon. Uh, it is the first 30 series from TCL to release in, uh, in 2022. They announced it at CES. So I'm really excited to start seeing some devices come out. There is supposed to be another one for T-Mobile users, and that's going to be a different one. But this one, again, about $300. They're definitely hitting um, the, the market or the price point of uh, making sure that it is affordable, but also still capable. And this one is supported there. Um, Roger's in the chat. Hey, everybody say good morning to Roger or good, af good afternoon, Roger. I think it's eight hours ahead of us. Um, how's, so Roger's hitting us up or Roger bot, <laughs> uh, Roger bot is, is Roger, uh, of course. Uh, <laughs> hi TK, how are you doing? Hope you're doing well. Um, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, morning so far is pretty good. Uh, I had to a little bit. I had to scramble a little bit with the with the thumbnail. I typically don't do in, intricate thumbnails with multiple inputs and stuff. I mean, it's not very complicated. 
But the thumbnail for the show today, uh, it took me a little bit to kind of get it together. Um, Overall, it's been, an, like I said, interesting week. Uh, Juan and I got a chance to hang out yesterday at the park, which was really, really nice. Uh, we concluded our uh, phone exchange, which was something that we did in mid-December, I want to say around the 19th. And um, what happened at the time is that we decided to do a little bit of an exchange. I borrowed his Duo 2 as well as the X70 Pro Plus, the Vivo. And then he borrowed my, uh, here, the, uh, the Z Fold 3. And then if I can find, uh, here we are. Um, my Mi 11 Ultra. So two devices that I felt like were focused on productivity, which were not productivity, content consumption and multitasking, which came in with the Duo 2, uh, sorry, with the Z Fold 3, as well as the S Pen. Uh, and then, of course, we went in with the camera since he had a phone that he felt like very strongly about as far as when a camera performance. And of course, the Mi 11 Ultra, I felt like he hadn't had a chance to play with that for actually most of, I don't think he did actually get a chance to play with that before. Anyway, the exchange was absolutely fantastic. Some surprises and some expectations that were met. Uh, for me, the Duo 2 did very well with the exception of a few little functional things, but overall I still felt like it was a functional device for me that made sense um, for what you want to be able to be in in the multitasking experience all the time, running separate apps on separate screens and not necessarily just trying to stretch something to make it fit. And I feel like the solution on the Duo 2 makes more sense than the Z Fold 3. And one thing, I also feel like here with the Find N that this is definitely feeding off of both of those devices. So now that I have my, my Fold 3, I'm able to do a quick video, you know, talking about basically foldable devices and why the Find N makes more sense than the Z Fold 3. But we'll get into that and, and obviously we'll, we'll kind of cover some of those things uh, real quick to kind of check in on the chat. Um, Oh, Greg, yo, dude, no, definitely. It was it was a different time. It was a uh, in the middle of the day, obviously. So for the U.S., uh, it was uh, around nine thirty in the uh, in the morning Pacific time, which would have been in in the U.S. at least anywhere anybody that's on the East Coast in the middle of the day. So I do understand. No, totally. Uh, currently making some burgers for dinner, dude. Congrats. Hope you're doing. Uh, you, I'm I'm pretty sure they're going to be great. Um, I find it that I've, whenever I make food, like burgers and so on, there's no way I can make a bad burger. Like even if, even if it doesn't look that great, it still tastes great because I made it. So for that, for some reason, my brain tells me I'm, I'm, I'm an amazing chef. So I hope that, you know, uh, it works out and I'm sure it'll be amazing. Uh, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy it for sure. Um, Jemmy's jumping in here. Um, Hey, were you with David uh, with David Kogan and the Unlocker uh, like too many, too many other people going on to the events um, on Thursday or Wednesday? I'm, I'm not I can't remember specifically. So there was a couple of things going on this week. One of them actually this week has been a super busy week. Greg and I were talking earlier and he's like, you know, how's the week going on? It, it's really crazy. So on Wednesday, um, Verizon had a an event, basically a gathering for media here in the U.S. So as you know, tomorrow is Super Bowl Sunday for the U.S. So this is the American style uh, football, not European style. So it's U.S. style football. This is literally like the championship event. The Super Bowl happens and it happens that this year it's in Los Angeles uh, and it is going to be at the SoFi Stadium, which is not that far from where I am, but again, relatively here. Now, Verizon is a big carrier in the U.S. and they're covering or they're also helping to cover uh, the content create uh, transmission and connectivity around the, uh, the stadium. And one of the things they're doing, they're using, uh, you know, uh, the, C, the new C-band technologies that they're talking about. This is not low band 5G. This is mid to high band uh, 5G, not ultra wideband. So we're not talking, you know, 1.2 to 2 gigabits down. We're talking about more like six, 700 uh, megabits down, which is actually pretty decent. Most people here, when they get 5G, you're probably going to see somewhere around the two to 300. So this is still pretty fast. 
So they, they had an event, they, they showed us this massive truck called Thor. Uh, and of course, they also had their 5G lab showing us some technologies and some things going on. So I created a reel for that and I put it on my Instagram. But one of the things that Cherry is talking about is I had a chance to hang out with David Kogan, the unlocker, uh, an absolutely an amazing friend. I've known him for many years and I'm always, always, always happy to see him. Um, super down to earth and super, super fun to hang out with. And we had, you know, again, so much fun. So I got a chance to see him. Uh, and of course, it was one of those things uh, that we got a chance to cover. So I'm sure he has some things on his thing. Um, and uh, we got into talking. I met some more people, made some new friends. And hopefully, you know, we'll do more of that. This is one of the fun things to do. Uh, the last time I saw him was obviously at Qualcomm in, uh, in, uh, in, in I was going to say Maui, but in Hawaii. Um, so I always appreciate meeting up with him. But yeah, definitely a lot of fun. And if you ever get a chance to see David in person, super down to earth, very, very cool guy and as helpful as possible. Let's just say that. Um, El Joseph's in there. Hey, man, hope you're doing good. Uh, Lani, Lani's in there. Everybody say hi to Lani. Uh, Ibrahim, Sabaho, welcome, man. Uh, Sabaho, I hope you're doing well. Oh, my God. Uh, Purposely Gaming. Hey, Matt, the man himself made it to the show. Hello there. Sorry, I'm, I'm uh, work again. Uh, miss, miss you guys. Have fun. You know, I actually forgot about that one. Uh, Matt, if you're still in the chat, do me a favor. Drop me a comment in the sh on the video after the show. I think because uh, unless I'm mistaken, I think you converted your channel. And uh, unless if you just renamed your channel, then everything is fine. But if it's a new channel, let me know so I can add you back into the system. Uh, David. Yeah, absolutely. Chemi's in there. Yeah, David is a, is a great, great guy. Um, always, always good. And Dominic, hope you're doing well. Sabaho, hope you're doing good. So one thing I will say, first and foremost, if you tried to pre-order prior to today, you probably had a whole bunch of problems. Day one on Unpacked, Samsung had a lot of problems. It doesn't mean that it didn't work. A whole bunch of people were able to put in their orders, but for some reason, most people were having problems and you could see that on, on Twitter. You can see it on social media. There was a lot of problems with either the site crashing, not honoring the credits, people that pre-registered, uh, pre not getting their $50 and so on. And it was a very, very much a point of um, frustration. I personally, even myself, I did pre-register. I knew I was going to pick up the S22 Ultra and I didn't get the $50 uh, credit that Samsung promised. I had to call in and even then they did something where they're trying to credit it to me, but they're not going to give me the $50 because they're waiting for it to... The mechanics of how it went, it went down pretty bad. Um, and overall, it's better now. It's working perfectly. And I can say with confidence that even though the, the pre-orders on day one, day two may seem better, there's still some really good deals to be had. And there's actually some very interesting deals if you decide to go slightly different uh, that you can save you even more money, not only on the price of the device, but also on the trade-in, which I was surprised to see because at face value, most of us typically go for, let's say, an unlocked model. So when you pick up the unlock model, you're looking at a specific price point. And Samsung's playing a little bit of a game this year. And what they're saying essentially is they're giving you a free memory upgrade. And that memory upgrade essentially is if you were willing to pay for the 128 model, they were going to upgrade you for free to the 256. And conversely, if you wanted to pay for the 256, you would have received the, two, uh, the 512 for the same price. So it's a great deal because we don't get SD cards. That's automatic. Um, so one of the things that I really found interesting, and let's go ahead and share real quick the screen I want to share with you guys here. I don't know why this is not working here. And just for reference, all of the links will be in the in the show notes as well as in the description of the video on YouTube. Uh, I'm not trying to share. Yeah, share not video file. Okay, this so StreamYard is getting better and it's adding more functions. It used to be one button, and now it's just one. Share screen. Here we go. And we're gonna share screen number two, and we're gonna go here. So 
I'm sharing with you guys right now, this is the US uh, version of the T-Mobile, uh, sorry, the US version of Samsung's website. Your country and your location may be different, but I promise that if you play around with the numbers, if you haven't and you're still looking to get in, there are actually some amazing deals to be had. And I'm talking in the hundreds, not in the $50. First and foremost, the links in the description and the show notes give you an additional $50. That's an amazing deal to start with. So whatever you're doing, you'll get an extra $50 for accessories, but this isn't where it stops. So you'll see that right there at the top, it says 250 with an extra $50. So that includes a bonus of 50. If you just go straight to the website, it doesn't. Um, and that's one of the main benefits. But here's the thing. Let's look at the phone and how much the pricing of that phone is and where it changes. Where I think most people don't notice what's going on. If you're in the US and you're a already a customer, obviously on a carrier, so more than likely you have a carrier in the US, be it Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, or even US Cellular. There are versions of this phone in that price point. And you'll notice that Verizon, AT&T, and US Cellular are all giving you a very similar price. Now, this is obviously with a trade-in. If you're not doing the trading, it's going to change. But I want to give you guys specifically what the price looks like. T-Mobile is $100 off. It's the same phone. It's still locked to a specific network. If you have T-Mobile and you were considering getting the unlocked, it may be a little bit more functional for you to go in and get the T-Mobile locked one. Again, again, if you're not planning on changing carriers, this is going to work perfectly. Also keep in mind, though, if you're on T-Mobile for a month or so, you're able to unlock this phone to work on other carriers. So you can sim unlock the phone without unlocking the carrier specific uh, version of the phone. But this is where it gets very interesting. So here on the unlocked model, and let's say I want to go with T-Mobile, it's $100 off. So that's already $100 on top of the $250. So that's $350 worth of savings there. If you jump down and look at the pricing a little bit down here, with the trade-in that they're giving you right now, if you were, let's say, to trade in a phone from Samsung from a year before, this is where you obviously get the best pricing. Without the T-Mobile deal, and let's say I want to go here and I want to trade in my S21 Ultra. My S21 Ultra that came out about a year ago that was, you know, 1200 bucks, is worth 700 bucks. So that's $700 credit to the account, and that's, again, you're still getting $350 credit because you're getting the T-Mobile variant. But if I switch over here, let's say I switch over to the T-Mobile version. So first, we get the extra 100 and look at what happened to the S21 Ultra. The S21 Ultra, as well as the Note 20, uh, 20 Ultra, which was a two-year-old phone. This is the crazy part. A two-year-old Note and the last year's S21 are being traded at the same price of 800 Now, it's $100 more than what it was before. So with the T-Mobile deal, which is a very interesting uh, approach, there's a $200 extra on top of the $250 that you get. So about $450 worth of discounts that you're able to get straight up by just switch if you're on T-Mobile or you're thinking about it. And this is different than uh, what you're definitely going to be able to get if you, let's say, go with AT&T. If you're going to go with AT&T, I recommend you just going straight up unlocked. There's really no reason. The only reason I was even considering it, and this is what I ended up doing for myself. Again, I'm paying for all of these out of pocket. Any dollar and any penny I'm able to save is a benefit for me. So the 250 plus the 200 uh, off not only got me to be able to get the 512 gig model, but I was also able to save $450 off the order on top of the fact that I got, again, to be able to trade in my S21 Ultra. I, I don't need to keep, and this is, again, my situation. I don't think everybody will be upgrading every year, but I think the Note owners, the people that have the Note 20 Ultra from two years ago, may consider upgrading to this, to this version of the Note, the Note 22 Ultra uh, or the S22 Ultra. And with that, T-Mobile gives you an extra 100 So you're still getting a decent price. And that's actually a very good deal on a Note that's two years old. 
Uh, now, there's a discussion of the should you, should you not upgrade, and we'll have that video hopefully once I get the, uh, the S22 Ultra, because we are going to keep the Note 20 Ultra for my wife. She doesn't want to upgrade. She's happy with where it is. We have One UI 4 running on it. We got 5G. We got MST. We got SD card. We have a whole bunch of technologies that don't exist on the new Note, but we will, I will definitely be doing a comparison there. Um, <laughs> I like this fit. Finn's jumping in with this one. Uh, you people in the U.S. always get crazy, insane trade in uh, trade in deals compared to here in Belgium. Um, so the problem with what's going on with us here um, on, on our end, uh, Finn, is the pricing that we get here. There's no. This is highly incentivized by Samsung with the carriers. I mean, if you wait a couple of weeks, the price of the S22 Ultra will drop by the factor of what this discount was. And what I mean by this is in two weeks or what we see typically every year is within a two, two to three weeks. And Juan and I were talking about it yesterday and we're like, we think about two to three weeks, we'll see the price drop and mostly you know, on Amazon. Um, and what ends up happening essentially is that they convert the, the, the discounts that you're getting right now and it becomes more of a functional on the price. Also, this is also leveraged again by the carriers. Again, like you saw, T-Mobile's price was very different than AT&T. It's not only more on the trade-in, but it's also more on the uh, and less on the value uh, of the trade. Uh, you know, so what what they're doing essentially is they're they're charging less and they're giving you more. And that's a promotion that T-Mobile is doing through Samsung. But again, there is a lot of um, negotiations and things going on. So yeah, typically we have those deals. But it's a weird situation. We don't get these type of deals on devices that are not Samsung. We don't get these device uh, type of promotions that are on, on even on Apple because Apple doesn't do similar things. Apple ha has their own sales. But what ends up, what ends up happening is these devices typically get a lot of attention because they feel like they are selling go or they're going to go sell more of them. So yeah, short answer. There's always deals to be had, but at the end of the day, the question would be is what is the better deal for you? The S series, the S22 and S22 plus are pretty much minor upgrades to what we saw last year. Some compromises in areas, but we also have the new SOC. Uh, not a lot of differences between last year and this year. For the most part, they're keeping the same 1080p, 120 hertz refresh rate. We have some improvements, optimization with one UI 4.0. We obviously have uh, the new HN1 from Qualcomm in the US the, and the Exynos 2200 in the European market. Um, and conversely, actually, if you get a chance or not, uh, TechSprout just posted a video this morning going through his uh, unboxing and walkthrough to the device. If you want to be able to check it out, he's, he, uh, that was a really decent video that he pushed out this morning. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do some content on this um, as the device starts shipping. They're going to be here in about another week and a half. So again, till then, it's mostly just watching people with early access. Uh, let me see here. I think I may have missed something. Uh, don't get a carrier, Samsung. <laughs> So, okay. So Greg's comment is very interesting. Uh, uh, the conversation and the reason behind that, there's a few things you need to keep in mind when you're picking up a carrier version of a phone. Yes, the phone price is a little bit lower, but you are going to be kind of clocked in with a specific uh, carrier. And there are also some variant variation in the software that you're getting in there. Some carriers still technically use, um, um, what, what do I call this? Essentially like a uh, they're not only locked in, so you can unlock the SIM card and use it on another carrier. But if you're thinking of development or unlocking bootloaders and so on, it's, it's a little bit harder to do that on a carrier version. If you're doing it on an unlocked, it's a little bit uh, much easier since technically you're going to be working directly. Also, one thing to keep in mind with carrier versions of these devices, yes, you save some money, but the update has to come through T-Mobile and updates through T-Mobile are not as going to be as fast as Samsung's update that typically gets pushed out faster. So whenever you see people posting or talking about an update, they're probably talking about an unlocked model of a phone, not necessarily a carrier locked one. So for me, again, 
the Samsung, the, the S22 Ultra is going to be used on the T-Mobile network. So for me, it wasn't going to be changing. And I don't foresee myself having to do any kind of development on that. Mostly because as I typically try to do with Samsung devices, I, I'll use them and I use them again as a, as a very good, uh, for a very good duration to live with them. Uh, but there's going to be other solutions and other things that we can keep in mind as well throughout the year. Uh, we have uh, MWC coming up in literally three weeks from now, like around the 28th of February, so the last day of February. There's going to be announcements from Honor, from Realme. Uh, I think Huawei is probably going to be there as well. We're getting very close to the Find X series coming out, and I'm hoping the OnePlus 10 Pro at some point will start showing up internationally. So there's going to be a lot of other com uh, competitors, specifically in the OnePlus market here for us in the U.S., but even internationally. So carrier versions are, there's a little bit of a caveat. You have to kind of get that and understand it. And for the longest time, I honestly did not care. But when at the end of the day, when I started looking at it, at, this is such an expensive thing because I also pre-ordered the Tab S8 Plus. So I'm, it's in the thousands. I mean, we're talking about here. This is a lot of money and I'm trading in devices that are expensive. So I had to figure out something um, to see how it goes there. But yeah, that's kind of referencing what Greg's comment is going on with there here. Oh, man. Uh, let me see here. Da, da, da. Okay. Aditya. Hey, man. Good morning. Savaho. Uh, makes me really think about how much uh, how much exactly T-Mobile pays uh, for an S22 Ultra. They seem to subsidize uh, this amount, about $400. Meanwhile, eight, uh, me, me, meanwhile uh, sorry, uh, meaning even at $800, they're making profit per unit. Two things to keep in mind. Yes. That makes obviously a very interesting question is how much is it really? How much does Samsung really pay or get out of every phone. Now, one thing you want to keep in mind, T-Mobile as a company is making a lot more money on the service. This is very similar to the way we do cars. The car itself is not really like there's a price for the car, but most dealers that sell cars in the US are making most of their money on the services that people come back and get it done. So they'll get some commissions. There's obviously some built-in factors. But the fact of the matter is T-Mobile for some reason is going very aggressive, at least at the beginning of this. And again, they're trying to uh, provide a, a financial compensation. So somebody going through on their website will probably see that T-Mobile site doesn't give you $800 trade-in for the S21 Ultra. They'll give you about $750, $770. But you go to Samsung, Again, nobody tells you about this. You get a slightly better price because it's going primarily through Samsung. But the one thing I want to mention here is I didn't have to sign up for a line. I didn't have to add a line. I didn't have to go through the T-Mobile uh, process to order a phone because you can't order a, T a phone straight from T-Mobile without adding a line or activating a line or upgrading a line. There's also that little bit of a caveat, but obviously there's tons of money to be made. Uh, and there are some massive deals being done. Wait, uh, literally in about a month or so, we'll start seeing a buy one, get one free with activation so that you know there are some massive subsidies going on in there. Ibrahim is some, jumping in. Um, it was also interesting to see that the, uh, the teardown of the S22 Ultra and the S22 Plus, uh, that the linear motor, uh, the haptic motor, the new haptic uh, motor feedback, has been built into the, uh, the bottom speaker assembly. So typically, as you guys know, the haptic motor is separate. And this one, it seems like they're changing some of the components where they're moving it down one of the things the S22 Ultra or the Note 22 Ultra is doing is, regardless of the the whole breaking all the rules, whatever, that was just a different thing. Samsung released a Note in, S in 2022. They're not releasing a brand new uh, S21 Ultra. So for all intents and purposes, the S21 Ultra from 2021 is still the S21 Ultra for 2022 because there is no S21 Ultra. Um, but one thing they did, and what the Note challenge was always for Note devices that we've always per seen in the past, they've never gone to the 5,000 milliampere battery. Now, again, the Note 7 was a very different conversation. They had some issues. 
And the limitation that they had was that they always went to the 4,500 milliampere battery as the maximum on a note. This year, they're giving us the note and they're giving us a 5,000 milliampere as well as the faster charging. So there's going to be some interesting uh, the new technology uh, technologies in here. And of course, combining maybe certain housings in there to be able to get that space back, keep the S-Pen and put a bigger battery and still give you the faster charging. So I'm not surprised that they're trying to do them com uh, to combine them. I'm more concerned of how is this going to work? How is this? How is the functionalities, the faster charging? Because keep in mind, the Note 7 did not have 45 watt charging. It was still running on adaptive fast charging back in the day. And they put in the bigger battery, which I think was 5000 milliampere. Mine is starting to swell up on the unit that I have. Obviously, it doesn't boot up or anything like that, but I need to get rid of that battery. So long story short, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how they're changing certain mechanics in there to make things. Um, that's British weather for you, Dominic. <laughs> Hold on, did I miss something from Dominic's? Uh, that's strange. Uh, because uh, West Midland, a little bit cooler. So you guys are talking about cool weather, man. We're hitting 32. So for, for the folks in the US, we're in the Los Angeles area. Today, we're going to have a high of 90 degrees. That's about 32, 30, 32 to, between somewhere between 32 to 33 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, uh, Celsius uh, for our European friends. So it's going to be a warm day. It's not summer, but it is for some reason, like nobody told the weather here. The east coast of the country is running around 20 to 30 degrees. The west coast is just getting toasty at this point. This is crazy. Um, actually, I remember Kogan, uh, Kogan uh, sorry, David and I we were talking on Wednesday, talking about the fact that he came off, uh, off of a plane with like his jacket and he's like layering and all of that good stuff. And I'm walking in with like short sleeves. And I'm like, it's this hot day, man. It, and it is a hot day. Uh, Jimmy Fryer Dragon, uh, hope you're doing well, uh, well, man. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with us, of course, as always. Oh, man, uh, DTS saying hi to everybody, saying hi to uh, Dominic, Greg, uh, Ibrahim, Jimmy Fire Dragon, Finn, of course, everybody hanging out with us. It is one of those interesting things to, uh, to hang out with. <laughs> I love it. I love seeing Aditya hang out with us. Miss you guys. Um, oh, okay. So Russ is jumping back here and says, TK, will you be getting the Tap S8, uh, the Tap S8 Plus or Ultra? Um, and also the S22 Ultra. So yes, I did put it in order for the S22 Ultra. I did go with the T-Mobile Edition and I did end up going with um, the 512. Now, we'll talk a little bit more about that and there'll be actually more conversations. Um, so that was the on the S22. On the Tab side, I did end up pick up, I ended up going with the Tab S8 Ultra, mostly for a couple of reasons. Now, the Tab S7 Plus, if you have a Tab S7 Plus, I would not recommend you upgrading. This is still a very solid performing tablet. I've used this literally daily ever since I got it last year, uh, two year, well, a year or so ago, and it still works as a champ. It got a one UI 4.0 and it works great. If I was going to upgrade and I started looking at the lineup of the new tabs that they had, for me, the Tab S8 is not necessarily that it's not a good option. I think it's the best bang for the buck, especially for the experience. You'll actually be able to get it at a very reasonable price. But for the Tab S7 Plus, going to the Tab S8 Plus was not necessarily the right combination because for some reason, um, again, Samsung likes to do this, the RAM configuration uh, storage situation, it felt like a lateral move. I didn't feel like the S8 Plus would have done the job. The Ultra would have been the right one to do. Now, the Ultra has a different stack level. There is the 8 model, the 8 gigabyte model, there's the, the 12 gigabyte model and the 16 gigabyte model. I've used the Tab S8 Plus, uh, the Tab S7 Plus with eight gigs of RAM or six gigs of RAM for the last year and a half. 
I've had no problems at all. There was no reason to go any higher. I went with the entry-level S8 Ultra. Uh, it came with a free keyboard cover, which gives you the ability of getting that laptop experience. So now it actually becomes functional. It's a $350 uh, investment there that just comes with the case. On top of the fact that I got a trade-in for about 700 on my Tab S7 Plus, and I got an extra uh, accessory there to be able to get another cover for it. So long story short, yeah, the S8 Ultra and the Tab S, uh, S20, sorry, the Tab S8 Ultra and the S22 Ultra are in order. Uh, and hopefully, obviously, there'll be some really good content coming up there. I'm trying to plan for things. My kicker for this is here. MWC starts on the 28th. Uh, as I told you guys, I don't know if I mentioned it before. I So far, it looks like I'm, I'm on, on track to be able to attend the event. I got my credentials. I'm going through the, some of the paperwork. The problem for me is the week before MWC, so the 26th, I'm going to let you guys know right now, there is not going to be a live stream on the Saturday morning uh, with the, the Android Bay. I'm going to try to do it while I'm in uh, Barcelona. So once I land there, I'll try to do, uh, I'll give you guys like a little bit of a break, uh, you know, break up, a breakdown of how the trip was and all of that good stuff and how things are going on there. So that's two weeks from now, but I'll give you guys a heads up on that. Uh, but the problem is the phone is supposed to get here on the 25th, the day before I'm supposed to leave. So the content is going to be interesting and we're going to have to see how that kind of weaves in between the MWC coverage and the phone coverage and the tab. So I may be a little bit later, but it'll give me a little bit more time to experience it. And I'll share with you guys, of course, how things are going there. Uh, let me hide here. Da, da, da. Uh, Chemi, jump, jumping back in here. Hey, Aditya. Awesome. Uh, yes, no, no, definitely. I think, uh, <laughs> Donald, Donald's bringing, uh, bringing up the conversation. You know what? I'm, I'm, I, I'll be very honest. I'm not very big on, uh, on obviously on football, sorry, American style football. I'm, I'm, it is a, a sport that I uh, follow. I'm more of a basketball, baseball kind of a thing. Uh, but I, I do typically like most Americans, uh, tune in for the Super Bowl. So uh, for this one, I'm actually going to be uh, rooting for, uh, you know, our home team, obviously, uh, being here so far, it's in LA, it behooves me to actually support the team. So for me right now, um, hopefully, I'm hoping I'm really hoping home advantage kind of plays a massive factor for us. Um, and hopefully, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Is that how it's going to go? Obviously, it's going to be uh, settled on the field, but we'll have to see how the teams kind of perform. The stadium looks amazing. Uh, the the entire energy around LA is very much focused on this. And Verizon, for definitely sure is not only going to be there but broadcasting helping um, they're going to give access to people to be able to do multi-view also on their applications um, from the from the actual uh, you know game itself so you can actually enjoy the content and really experience it so we'll see how that goes uh, let me know which one which one you're on uh, by the way um, let me see here hey grounded Dan is uh, kicking it with us hey man hope you're doing well Marilyn hope you're doing well as well uh, Dan, Ground Attack, uh, our buddy, and hope you're doing well, man. Hope you're having a good weekend. Um, and uh, I think it's 4,000 plus on the Note 7. Uh, okay, so I'm not sure what the... I think Russ is answering your question. Um, so here, Dan's saying, instead of the S Pen, I would I would have loved the Ultra uh, with a headphone jack and expandable storage. Uh, that would have made more sense for an Ultra phone. So this is the thing that's confusing for me. You're right, absolutely. Uh, the, the additional S Pen... The concern is it's not an it's not an S twenty two. This is really a Note twenty two in the and but they're they're naming it as an S, and the naming convention is as as confusing as it can be on any product title because no one is ever going to see that phone and think that that's an S series. They're always going to say that this is a Note. They see you pull out an S pen, they're not going to think this is an S series. Samsung is really trying to confuse people, and they've done an amazing job of that. 
But the problem that I'm having with it right now is that anybody looking for an S22 Ultra really has no option in 2022. The fact that they decided to, as a Note upgrade, since we didn't have a Note in, uh, in the uh, 2021 year, so from a Note 20 Ultra to the Note S, uh, the Note 22 Ultra, which is what we have right now, we lost a few things. We lost the SD card, and we also lost the MST functionality. So Samsung Pay, if you guys know, in early 2021, they decided to cancel or no longer support MagStripe. That's the ability of using your Samsung phone to pay at terminals that don't necessarily accept Samsung Pay or Apple Pay or Google Pay, anything that's NFC-based as, as a payment path, um, process. So they took that out, out of the S21 series, and that's one of the reasons why I uninstalled and I no longer use Samsung Pay. Samsung Pay to me makes no sense. Um, those functionalities were not only taken, and I think to ground uh, to Dan's comment in here is, it, yeah, I'm totally with you. Ultra should mean the best of the best, all features included, not all features, but the good stuff out. A good headphone jack, and uh, and again, not only Mac Stripe, but also having the ability of just keeping functional things like an SD card. The the memory upgrade that Samsung's doing right now is a little bit of an interesting approach because what's happening is this. I typically go most of my devices before the SD card disappeared. I've always gone for the 128 model. I never needed more. My media always got offloaded to an SD card and I never needed to have to worry about it. I switched from one phone to the other. Memory card goes from one phone to the other and it works great. 2021, when S21 Ultra came in, I had to go, well, I needed to go to the 256 model, not because of the fact that I just wanted more storage, it's because I just had no SD card. So the loss of the SD card is forcing us slowly but surely to start going for higher storage capacities. In this year, Samsung's giving storage capacity bumps for free. Anybody that we were going to go for the 128, they're giving them the 256. So they're getting us used to having that much more storage on our phones. Like for me, I ended up going to the 512. This is literally the first device I've ever purchased with a 512 gigs of internal storage capacity. I've never had to. I've always needed to, to buy devices uh, with SD cards because those are the things that make sense to me. And SD card is so much more functional. And for me, that because I switch phones all the time, it was more of a functional things to do. And one thing I'll, I'll say that I have that I'm really appreciating with the P50 Pro, which most people, most people don't realize that Huawei still supports expandable storage, even on their flagship devices. There is a nano memory uh, SIM card. Uh, it's a, it's the size of a nano uh, SIM card, essentially your standard SIM card size. And they've created memory storage capacity for that on their phones, and they've used it for the last few years. This is not new. So the fact that Samsung, as the biggest company that they're trying to be, don't include the charger in the box. It, they do support faster charger, which, surprise, surprise, anybody that has purchased anything within the previous years did not have a 45-watt charger in their box. So that's an extra 40, 30 to $40 expense. So what I'm trying to say, short answer is the compromises and the, and the recipe that we have in here, we have a note instead of an S, we don't have SD card and we don't have uh, things that we were there before, like I said, max drive. So yeah, I would have, I would have hoped, I honestly was hoping that the SD card was going to make a comeback. I honestly was hoping that Samsung would be like, well, wait, we realized that what we did with the S21 was not going to be there. This is going to be the best that we want to offer. We're going to put back the SD card and, and no, none of that happened. Um, again, it was a storage thing, and they're trying to get people to move on to higher and more capacities and so on. So we'll see how that goes. Um, Maryland's uh, jumping in. Uh, windy and cold uh, with snow flurries in North Texas. Wow. Okay, so in the Midwest, we're... Okay, so... <laughs> so, yeah, we're <laughs> we're toasty. Send us some of that snow, Maryland. Uh, that's all I would say. Um, I, 
it just it doesn't make sense it's unseasonably hot this is just really weird our rain is pretty much over for southern california northern california may be getting some weather changes but for us in southern california la san diego area we're pretty much just sitting at really hot temperature and it sounds like it's a great thing but for us what i worry about when there's a lot of wind and high temperatures is fires so it's on the borderline of both situations we have to make sure that things stay kind of as good as possible Javier, hope you're doing well. Javier Hidalgo is with us with this morning. Good morning. Um, okay, so right before I read Sarvan's question, let me go ahead and take a quick sip. Okay, so uh, Sarvan saying, TK, I tried Android 13 developer preview to one. That, oh, by the way, that was another thing that happened this week. Uh, the developer preview one, the DP1 for uh, Android 13, or 13 dropped for Pixel devices. Um, it's uh, obviously in, uh, incremental to Android, to Android 12, especially 12L, if you've, you've been on the beta for that one. But somehow it feels smoother and refined, more refined than Android 12. We have to keep in mind there's a couple of things that are going on with what you have right now. Um, the problem with where we usually get, actually, I'll take it back. Ever since Android 12, the developer previews from, from Google have been surprisingly stable and surprisingly usable, which is if something that I couldn't have said for Android 11, 10, or any of the previous years. Typically, developer previews are massively rigged with bugs. Um, on 11, we had um, a little bit of a, a design change at the beginning when they were changing and getting us a little bit more used to Material U. Like we started with stock Android, and then we jumped into this funky mode in the middle of it, and then we jumped to Material U at the end. This time I actually kind of, I'm with you on that one. I installed it on my Pixel 4a. Uh, I know it's not necessarily the strongest of devices uh, and I don't think the Easter egg is in there, but it, it does feel very, very nice. And even on the Pixel 4a, the more, I would say, um, not to say like RAM conscious, but essentially not essentially the most powerful uh, Pixel on the market. It works very, very nice. Uh, but it's also because of the fact that we are not running with the full build of Android 13. This is still early. Um, some functions that you may see in here may not even make it to the end. So you have to keep in mind. Uh, I've, I didn't want to report too much on it because I wanted to wait to see when actually we start improving some more visual stuff. Are they going to change things in Material U that will be a little bit more uh, obvious for us? Uh, the profile configuration that they gave us access to, again, early access to. And I don't really think 12 or sorry, 13 is going to be the dramatic change that 12 was. 13, for the most part, is an incremental upgrade. So this is why you feel a little bit more comfortable and smoother. Uh, you probably also installed it on a fresh install, which is a new device. For me, it was a situation like that and always, always makes the phone run much, much smoother. Whenever we start fresh with nothing on it, it always works nicely. So, um, yeah, uh, let me know which device that you, you have it installed, uh, Sarvan. I, like I said, uh, I installed it on my uh, S20, sorry, on my Pixel 4a. Uh, Greg is saying, yeah, uh, it is hot. It, like I said, it is a hot day. It's 10 o'clock right now. Hold on, where is it? Yeah, so it's like when you have too many things, let me see how, what the temperature is. Uh, wrong thing. <laughs> Let's see how it is. Yeah, it's already about 75 degrees right now, and it's 10 o'clock. So that, that's kind of like the inclination of where it's going to be. Um, in my area, we're going to hit about 87 to 90 degrees at about 3. So we're on the incline. We're, we're definitely moving up, and we'll have to see how that kind of goes there as well. Um, Russ is jumping back. TK, I know that the S21 Ultra has almost the same sensors like the S21 Ultra. Absolutely. There's not a lot of differences there. But do you think Samsung is optimizing the sensors? Also, what do you think about the four-year of Android updates? I think what's going on is this is pretty much Samsung just kind of copying. We we kind of anticipated that a little bit when when Google started uh, you know extending their their cover uh, their promise of device uh, support. Samsung devices 
and I'll say this because I actually, I, there was a, uh, one of my, one of the, actually, I, there's a gentleman I was talking to over on Instagram and um, he's upgrading from the Note 9. Okay. So keep in mind when that came out, this is his upgrade cycle every four years or so to upgrade. Most people that buy these devices, they're paying money. These are expensive devices. And I think when we, when we talk about the fact that, you know, what are you paying for at that price point? Is the hardware really worth that much? Well, yes and no. You have to understand the approach of what devices do. And I'll, to answer your question, Russ, I think this is something that should have been happening before. The fact that we have devices that cost $1,200, $1,300 that get dropped off the update cycle the moment they reach three is just doesn't make sense. People that buy expensive devices like Notes or S-Series typically carry them for much longer because these devices are not going to suddenly become bricks on the day one. Like this is not is no longer... Like it doesn't stop uh, booting Android the moment the S22 Ultra launches. It just, again, it keeps getting updates at things as time goes on. So the short answer, that's what I'm trying to shoot for. Um, it's a great development. It's going to help people keep their devices. But I'm hoping that Samsung also understands that if somebody does purchase this, they really need to kind of start reining in their pricing. The S22 Ultra is not a cheap phone. It is not cheap. It starts at twelve hundred bucks, and we're waiting to see how the pricing is going to change once they start. You know, the discounts stop, and then the devices are starting available for people to be able to pick up from stores. So, the the answer for me is at least at, at this point in time, the optimizations and the improvements on the camera sensor are going to be minor at best when it compares. And when we speak of this device, I need to be very clear, and I'll make sure to focus that in my videos that I am not talking to S21 owners. I am not talking. Um, to anybody that bought a phone in, in 2021. I am probably going to talk for the people that bought the S20 Ultra, the people that bought the Note 20 Ultra, as well as the people that are probably rocking a Note 10 and a Note 9. Uh, again, similar to the gentleman that I was talking to over on Instagram. And those are the people that are going to need to make a decision because these people that are upgrading, be it whatever the, for whatever decision you know they're choosing this device, there are some compromises that you need to know, and there is certain storage capacities that they need to make sure that they're in. Otherwise, their system may not necessarily transfer from the old one to the new one. So some things like that to keep in mind. Uh, at one point, I think if I'm not mistaken, Samsung used to make the 256 uh, gigabytes, I think on the Note 10 series. It started at 256. It did not even have a 128. And then a year later on the Note 20, they decided to drop the... the, the um, the drop the Note 10, the Note 20 didn't have an SD card and they kept it at 128. So they dropped the 256. So there was a weird situation when the Note series was coming out, which forced me to, at the time I purchased the Note 20 to have my wife upgrade to that one. We couldn't even have her go, uh, you know, upgrade to it because she couldn't go from a Note 10 to the Note 20. She had too many things on the old phone. So we had to return the Note 20 and get the Note 20 Ultra. That kind of brings in a whole bunch of other conversations to kind of explain how you make things go. So yeah, there's, there's still some things to keep in mind. Uh, but I, I think it is it is where it basically uh, it depends on what you're coming from. And we need to make sure to speak to the right users. Um, Ibrahim is jumping back. Uh, well, that's a fact that you're you're drinking cold drinks uh, with ice. <laughs> it's a warm day. And uh, yeah, it's not sponsored by TCL, but definitely I, I really like. Uh, so here, let's see. Can we get to focus my TCL mug? Um, this came with the holiday thing and seriously, one of the best. Uh, it keeps things cold and it keeps us, uh, you know, just hanging out. The reason why I kept it cold here, obviously here in the office, just to kind of give you guys with all of these lights and doors closed and the computer running and so on. After about an hour or so, it gets a little bit toasty and I don't want to turn on any air con or any fans in here to start kind of making things go. So, but yeah, keeping, keeping it cool. Like you guys are keeping me cool. You know what I mean? We're all hanging out together. 
Uh, let me see here. I think I'm, am I, how late am I? What time is it? Uh, oh, wow. Okay. I'm about 13 minutes late on the comments. Let me see here where we are. Let me jump. Um, okay. So here, let me, let's jump back into the screen share, screen share. And we're going to go add boom, boom. So in the US, depending where you are, uh, there's a few different price uh, availability. If you just go for the unlock, which again, I personally recommend you go with the unlock if you're, if the price was not that bad. Uh, the device itself, uh, let's take it in. And we're going to say, no, we're going to say no trade-in. Uh, come on, I don't want to do this one. Where is one? Da, da, da. Okay, I think it's, there should be an option that says, oh, here it is, no trade-in. So in the US, the S22 Ultra, eee, okay, we always need to have to go back and there's some color issues. So it's $1,200 for, uh, for the 128, but they're doing this promotion where they'll give you the 256 for 1200. So you notice 12, 128 and 256 are the same price. The 512 is $1,299. So for $100 more, okay, you're getting the, make sure that you're getting the 12 gigs of RAM, not the eight, as well as getting the 256 gigs of internal storage. So you're getting, uh, well, on this one, at least you're almost getting like three times the size, right? So for the price of the 256, you're getting 512. And in reality, there's only a $100 difference. So you're quadrupling the internal storage from 128 to 512 for about 100. And so about $25 for every 100, uh, for every 100 gigabytes. Well, for every iteration that it multiplies. So it's actually not a bad deal, considering the fact that this is the 512. Now, one thing to mention, this is not the 512 16 gig model. This is the 512 12 gigabyte uh, RAM uh, model. There's a difference in those price. The 16 gigabytes is going to go to the one terabyte which is unfortunately sold out and that they're not showing us the price at all in this point and that one only is also available specifically through samsung there's a few color options available the standard four colors are going to be available through carriers the three custom colors were which are going to be available in early march are all sold out and not only that uh, you can only get those in the unlocked model so a little bit different on the pricing hopefully that makes sense um, but yeah, so Chris Lopez was asking that question there. So, uh, so about $12.99. And if you do end up going with the T-Mobile variant, it's $11.99. It's actually even cheaper. Yeah, it is $100 uh, cheaper on the 512. Uh, let me double check here. T-Mobile. Oh, you know what? The price did change. It does go back to two. Okay, so it used to be, uh, it used to be more. It used to be more. Hold on, let me double check here real quick. If we go to on the 128, you know what? Okay, so now it doesn't let me pick the 128. We're gonna try one more time. I wanna try this real quick because the pricing that I was showing you guys at the beginning of the show, for some reason now the system is trying to play games with me. So I'm gonna go for the 512. Oh, that was what it was. Okay, okay. If you're trading in a phone, uh, the T-Mobile variant is $100 cheaper, even more than you typically would have received. So I explained that at the beginning of the show. Uh, what you do is if you're buying the unlocked model through T-Mobile, through, through Samsung's site, you're getting the $200. There's the $50 extra through the link in the description or the show notes. Um, and then if you're trading in a device, you're getting about $700 for the S21 Ultra. That's going to be some of the best one. And about $800 on the, um, on the Z Fold 3, which is surprisingly that they're accepting a foldable for it. If you go with T-Mobile and you are on T-Mobile and you're comfortable with that, you're able to get an extra $200, not only from the trade-in, but also on the price drop of hundred bucks. If you're not traded in, the price doesn't change. But if you're trading in, T-Mobile's really making it a very compelling uh, trade-in to switch over to them. 
Golan Love You saying, it's a Note 22 Ultra. Absolutely. And I think that's how I'm going to refer to it. I, I will mark it as S22 because that's the searchable title of it. But the reality at the end of it, it, this is a Note. We got a Note in 2022. We got an S series in 2021. Does that mean Samsung is going to be releasing an S and a Note alternating years? Meaning Samsung or S series devices or S series owners will have to alternate or upgrade every two years, which don't get me wrong, that makes perfect sense. But don't confuse us with the name. Don't give us a phone that looks like a Note and call it an S because everybody that sees you outside, because people know what a Note device from Samsung looks like now. It's been out for years. We're up to the, you know, uh, what's it called? Uh, iteration, what, 12, 13? Uh, 12, right? Um, there was a few years they skipped again. There's a few conversations going on. But yeah, for sure, I'm with you on that, Golan. Um, Stravans, what's your opinion on the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 Plus? Uh, which is going to be made for the by TSMC. Uh, clearly, Qualcomm is not happy with Samsung uh, 4 nanometers. So the reality at the end of the day, there's a few things going on right now. We have a lot more com competitors at that market or at that uh, at the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1 uh, experience, uh, uh, level, I would say. So Qualcomm comes out with the 8 Gen 1. The, uh, and then, of course, MediaTek comes out with the uh, Dimensity 9000, which is pretty much a very, you know, toe-to-toe -to -toe kind of a approach to the 8 Gen 1's architecture. They're using the same ARM architecture there, the ARM X2 architecture. And then, of course, you get Samsung coming in at the same point, and then Samsung's trying to bring in AMD with their con configuration. Now, one thing I'll probably say this. The plus typically is more, more so some optimizations to what we typically get. It's not going to be something that's going to be a big change for us. Having somebody else going in and building, you know, using the TSMC uh, built architecture there, I would probably say we need to see how it actually performs. Early numbers, what we're seeing right now, it runs hot. It needs to be throttled. It needs to be configured. There's a lot of things going on. The reason why I was mentioning TechSprout earlier uh, this morning is he, st he put out his video on the S22 Ultra talking about the, the Geekbench score that he pulled out out of uh, the S22 Plus, not the Ultra. And it was in the 800s on the single core. Uh, and when he tried to turn on uh, you know, advanced processing, the numbers start coming out weird. He had a better performance on the single core, but the multi-core dropped. So there's a few things to keep in mind. These devices are still new. They're not optimized. The, the performance or the Geekbench, to, uh, the, the benchmarking apps are not there. But I think at the end of the day, it's going to come down to does Exynos perform the same way as the older Exynos, even with the implementation of better ray tracing, AMD graphics and so on? Um, does Dimensity actually have a chance of standing up there and making a better performance uh, bang for the buck type of an experience? Again, since MediaTek, not to say that they have more to prove, but they're new to the game. So I may feel like they're a little bit more competitive. Or is it more of a Qualcomm situation and were they able to do a good conversation? Samsung's touting much better cooling for the 8 Gen 1, which again, we know that the 888 had big problems on the original ones. I run this throttled most of the time because I don't want it to overheat or run warm. Um, yesterday, and again, there was a weird situation, but Juan and I were trying to record a second clip after. I wanted to post for you guys a conversation uh, about the, you know, the, uh, the exchange and so on. Um, and because of a little bit of light, even my S21 Ultra overheated and shut down uh, the camera, not the phone. So short answer, ever since the 888, we're running with hot hardware. So the, regardless who's making it, even if it's a plus edition, it's going to be interesting to see how, how companies are going to manage it. This is really going to come down to how OEMs, how every company, how Samsung, how Oppo uh, does it. I mean, obviously, this is the 888, uh, and it does run throttled 90% uh, of the time. You have to turn on per, uh, performance mode to get that in there. Um, we'll manage these devices. Now, when it comes down to what uh, here with the, the P50 Pro, we have a slightly, slightly different experience. This is an 888 chipset. It's a 4G modem, not a 5G modem. So there's slightly different hardware in there. 
I haven't been able to get it to warm up as much as some of my other ones. It does warm up still. So it's a little bit to keep in mind when you're playing and you're running full bore on anything, it's obviously going to start warming up a little bit. Okay, let me see here. I ordered the S22. So Javier uh, Hidalgo is saying, I ordered the S22 Ultra Red 512. I wanted, so here's the thing. I, I looked at the red, then I looked at the green and I'm like, ah, I'm going to go green i'm more green so yeah we're we're definitely gonna look really cool <laughs> with the color con configuration the red one looks really nice i just personally if i if they had a blue i'll say this if they had a blue that wasn't an exclusive color i would have gone with that one but green is always my second uh, secondary color so it's green uh, sorry blue and green as you see up there blue and uh, if i can do this correctly green uh <laughs> always always good Hamid is one of our Arabic followers. I just said, welcome, welcome. Hope you guys are doing well. To anybody that's listening into the Arabic side. Um, oh my God. ER, uh, would Brandy please? Uh, okay, I think somebody is answering a question. Okay, El Jose is coming in real quick here. I think the ultra phones have, um, have gone mainstream for the, uh, for the people with enough money that, that appreciate big screens, good cameras, and mostly couldn't care about the features such as an SD card. So the reality, you, you have a point. People that are, if you're, if you're playing at that level, you're not necessarily thinking, well, you know, it's just a little bit more. Maybe I can. I, I agree. That kind of makes perfect sense. The weird thing, the one thing I want to mention is this is for maybe somebody, let's say, that's jumping in, but somebody that's been using Samsung for quite some time. Like, I remember when Samsung devices, and I'm not trying to make it sound like I'm old, but I remember when the best Samsung phone was 800 bucks, and that was an expensive phone. So you have to keep in mind that there's a lot of people at some point that were able to afford the 800. The compromise, not the compromises, the promotions and everything like that going in, like obviously it's a lot cheaper if I'm trading in a phone. If I took this phone out, if I took the S21 Ultra out of the equation, the S22 Ultra is really expensive because you have to keep in mind, not only is it at $1,300 for the 512, you have to add tax attack and also start getting accessories. You're not, and you know, it's a very different conversation at that price point. Because I'm able to bring it down, because I'm able to trade in, I, it does help. And it does help obviously bring in the price. It's, it's damaging, though, the, the trading value. Samsung was given a $700 for, without the T-Mobile uh, approach, to an unlocked version. That's literally less than what it's selling for on the market, but it's not a lot. It's a little bit less. Like, if you go to Swapa in the U.S., you go to eBay, a used S21 Ultra was running for about $700, $725, maybe $750 at the best, like with mint condition. So Samsung went a little bit lower than that, hoping for that people will actually start researching how much the price point is. And they're like, well, I just lose a little bit, but I'm able to make this a little bit simpler. Again, very much of an interesting approach. Just look at it from that standard. The price of the device, like even the the, the Z Fold 3, at an $1,899 phone that literally came out five months ago, they're willing to give you 800 bucks for it. Or, I mean... Like, seriously, that's a massive depreciation for a phone that is very expensive, very expensive phone to give in. And this is one reason I didn't trade it in, because it just did not make sense to me. I, I'd much rather trade in my S21 Ultra than it is to trade in in Z Fold 3. It just doesn't make sense to me. And there, obviously, there's a pros and cons in keeping it, but I've already invested into it. I'm not going to lose that much money for it. So we'll see how things go there. Um, the only thing with uh, the only times I've ever had Samsung Pay offered uh, is a percentage off or cashback during uh, direct purchase in stores. Uh, they do have some good uh, deals and, and functions. Like I actually, like I said, for me, Samsung Pay literally 
so I'll, I'll say this. Once Samsung Pay, uh, once we lost MST support on Samsung watches, and I think that was around the Gear S3 Frontier, that was the last watch to have MST. Because I always thought about it like this. If Samsung took out MST, if that function never happened on my phone, I don't really have a problem. I always have my watch and my watch can just pay anywhere. They took it out off on the watch and then I was like, okay, well, at least we have it on the phone. The phone literally lost it. I had no more reason to even open the Samsung Pay app. And at this point, I no longer set it up. It just doesn't make sense. They do have some good promotions. I feel like Google Pay is actually starting to be a little bit more competitive as well. Uh, but again, it depends on the market and what you have, and some may work better than others. So for us, I think it's really decent. Um, Joe, Joe Wiggy's in the chat. Pure, uh, per, uh, sorry, Purposely Pixel. Uh, Joe is hanging out with us. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Um, it's, it's just something to keep in mind. Uh, so uh, Marilyn said, I also pre-ordered the 512 since there isn't an SD card. So it is one of the things. Again, it's it's um, they're making it. So don't get me wrong. To their credit, they're you know they're trying to get us to get more storage so that we don't necessarily need the SD card, and that stops becoming an issue for us or a sore point. And I think as time goes on, more and more people are going to jump in on the new series, and they're not gonna they're gonna find a way to transition to it and no longer need the SD card. So the SD card conversation I see still kind of makes sense to a certain point. One of the really big things I love about what Sony is doing and what LG was doing is the fact that. They weren't trying to nitpick and figure and what no they just kept everything this is the best that we offer it's going to get the best that we offer they're not giving us the best that we offer minus these things and you have to do little things so the short answer i think the 512 is a great pro uh, great deal at this point obviously the one terabyte is overkill um, at this point we don't know a few more years and i'll be like one terabyte buddy but when you're getting a phone with 512 gigs of storage, you know that you can record your content at the best quality at everything, use it for the full potential. And you're rarely ever going to be able to get to the level where you overflow or you fill up the storage so that it starts slowing down. So your phone's going to live again for those years that you're going to be getting it at five, four, you know, the, the four years of software updates, you're not going to be disappointed. I think it's going to live very, very well. SD cards, Earl, I'm with you, man. SD card for the win. Um, I think this is something that it is underrated and people are, are maybe getting used to not having it, but it is absolutely something that makes perfect sense for anybody, especially when we're talking about mobile computing. These computers, these phones in our pocket need to have the not only the amount of storage, the right amount of storage, the, uh, the ability of actually leveraging, moving content off of your internal storage so that your swap files, your internal storage runs at its best performance. And this is something that at, as time goes on, this is where a 128 doesn't make sense anymore. Uh, when you go over and start looking at devices that are sold at this price point with 128 gigs of storage, like it feels like you're going in and you're, you know, it's like a growing kid and you're buying them a shoe size that fits them now, but will it fit them in six months, in a year? Obviously not. There's going to be some compromises. Uh, you know, cloud storage is a thing, but not everybody wants to have everything on the cloud. A lot of people love to have their, uh, their collection. For one, I let you, I'll say specifically, my wife very much appreciates having her albums, her photos, her videos, her memories that she loves to keep with her all the time so that she can access them whenever she needs them without having to have an internet connection or if there is no internet connection. Those are things that are very important. And again, people do leverage that. Uh, Donald is, uh, hey man, he's with me. LA, LA for the win. Well, let's, hey man, let's see tomorrow. Let's see tomorrow. It's Sunday. Um, the only thing about the S22 Ultra was that they should have started at 256 storage, not 128, especially uh, for what they are charging. I'm totally with you. And I think that's what they kind of did. They're really, 
They really are giving you the 256 at the base price, but they didn't want to do that. To make you feel like you're getting a great deal, they still listed the 128 and they're doing that memory upgrade. So everybody's going to jump in on the 256. It makes no sense. If you go into a store and let's say you want to buy a mug that this, this size and they're like, but no, for the same price of this mug, you're going to get the bigger mug. Everybody's going to want to go for that. Nobody's going to ever say, no, it's okay. I'd like to stay with the smaller storage. I, absolutely. And I think this is what it is. They are just playing the marketing game. So to get you to think that it's a better deal, they're having you see that you're getting the 256 for free. Again, last year they made us pay 50 bucks for it. This year it's going to be somewhat included. And again, it ended up making me going up to the, two, the 512 because I'm starting from a 256 and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I'm almost at my storage capacity here. And I've had to remove and delete files that now every time I want to look for them, I have to basically put them, uh, go back to my PC or trying to check it out on my Google Drive. It, it's just not functional. Um, let me see here. Sorry, I'm going to jump in real quick here. Okay. Um, yeah, Z. Uh, Z Zeech, hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Rest in peace, LG, SD card support, quad deck, headphone jack, absolutely. Um, Juan and I were talking about it yesterday saying literally like, I mean, the, the, the V60 is literally the best all-rounder smartphone if you have to kind of look at it. Where LG was trying to make a comeback and they were trying to put their best foot forward, we had stereo speakers, we have a large display, uh, we had, it wasn't a high refresh rate, but it was still a very, very smooth 1080p um, you know, the, the the 60 frames per second resolution. We have a, a large capacity battery, fast charging. It was literally a very well-rounded quad deck, uh, headphone jack, all of the things that we wanted out of a smartphone. And it was embodied in one. And it is literally the best all-rounder. And sound, Sony's keeping the torch going, uh, but it's something to keep in mind as well when you're looking into Sony devices. I mean, you're getting also options with 4K and some of the other options are available like here with it's sitting a little bit on the side with the pro i uh, larger sensors more vloggy style display on the background uh, these are get it here right here this seriously is now to me the best phone on the market from the sense of features and what you're getting you're getting a 4k display you're getting the ability of using an external display to use for, for camera functionality you're able to use the back facing sensor um, and you're, you're going to start seeing some more content coming up on me right here and then with the grip you're able to control it and have everything set up the right way without having ever to use the front when you're in the middle of a video so this is main things that we appreciate and again, I think Sony is not only focusing on it, but they're doubling down on it every year. I'm hoping 2022 is the same. Uh, let's go ahead and take a quick sip. Um, Hamid, Hamid, yes, uh, the S22 has the smallest battery that we've seen, 3,700 milliampere. It is physically a smaller phone, so uh, some people are arguing, saying, well, but in reality, do you really need a 4,000 or 5,000 milliampere when the phone is only, you know, it's a small 1080p, 120 hertz refresh rate? I answer you by saying, yeah, you need a large battery because content, because usage, because a Gen 1. You got to be realistic uh, as to what you're looking for. I mean, these things are not going to power themselves. And the S22 of all three is the only one that charges still at 25 watts. The Plus and the Ultra are both at 45 watts. So charging it is still going to be slow. So, well, relatively, not super slow. But yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Dan uh, says, miserable here in the UK today. Uh, was uh, It was nice uh, initially, uh, but then the rain came through and ruled all my plans. I'm sorry, man. Um, it kind of, like I said, it depends on how the weathers are. And it, 
it's a weird situation. It, on paper, it sounds like it's a great thing where we are, but this type of heat in this summer, or, sorry, in, in the spring where we are, we actually even, I don't even think we're in the spring yet. So we're technically still in the fall, but again, 90 degrees in the fall, it's a little bit hard. Um, TK, any ideas when the Android 12, when Android 12 will be coming to the Xperia 1 Mark II and Mark II? Okay, so this is a great question. Uh, Xperia 5 owners or Xperia 5 Mark III owners, uh, one step back. Sony teased Android 12 for Xperia devices on their socials. I happen to have somehow, I don't know how, I'll say this much. It could be because I have early hardware, early access to the hardware. I was able to use the Xperia 5 Mark III a little earlier. I got access to Android 12 a little earlier than everybody else. Uh, but from what I understand, there is currently certain builds uh, in the in I think is in Northern Europe that they're starting to see it. So it's really it's starting to roll out. It's it's rolling out very shortly. The problem with it, I, I don't know if they're having problems with it uh, as far as rolling it out. So the short answer, every time I ask Sony, their answer is soon. I would imagine it within the next month or so. It shouldn't be too hard. And I think you're going to get it way first, way ahead of uh, U.S. variants of the 5 Mark III or even the Mark 1 Mark III. Now, last year, the two years ago, we saw Android 11 uh, come over to the 1 Mark II in January, February of the year. So I'm hoping that this pace is still going to be coming up very soon here. So And everybody else got it before us. Uh, but they started releasing it in December. So it was December, January, February. We got it in February. So if that kind of is the rough estimate, I would imagine you getting it sometime by the end of this month, early March, uh, at the least. Obviously, since we're already on the 12th, uh, it would have to be at least within a week or so. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll still keep bugging uh, Sony here on my end. I'm only, get, I'm only able to talk to Sony US, so you're, uh, the EU and, and the obviously Asian Sony uh, PR, they may know more. Um, but I'll also actually maybe check them out, maybe see what they have at, uh, at MWC if it hasn't started to, to actually showcase some of those um, on the market there. Okay, let me see here. Uh, oh, here. So Finn jumping back. I believe they should have called it the S20. Uh, they shouldn't have called it the S22 Ultra, the Galaxy Ultra, you know, first one. Uh, the new Note S or the S uh, or the 22. Uh, just so that the uh, just the Galaxy Ultra, maybe even saying that the best phone that they've ever offered. The reality is, yeah, it's an interesting. Like I said, very confusing, very off-brand conversation. Um, and the, the statement to say we're breaking the rules, they're not really breaking the rules. They're just confusing the rules, realistically. Uh, so it's very interesting. Um, Russ is asking real quick, Kiki, can you include when you get the Tab S8, uh, sorry, when you get the Tab S8 and the S22 Ultra, uh, if they support third-party 45-watt uh, charging, also if the 45-watt is only activated only with USB-C or uh, does it have to, oh, C to C or C to A? Uh, I'll have to double check for that. Yeah, uh, I have quite a few chargers that are gain, you know, like uh, uh, gallium nitrate chargers, uh, gang chargers uh, that are supposed to support 65 watts and higher. So uh, I'll definitely test it out and see if we're able to use third-party chargers as opposed to having to buy a Samsung charger. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but keep in mind, Samsung chargers, the 45-watt one, at least the one I have with the S20 Ultra that I still use today, um, also works as a 45-watt PD charger. So it does have power delivery as well. Uh, but if you don't have that and you have other, like, let's say, uh, an anchor or something like that, I'll definitely make sure to check that out. And I'll include that in my uh, in my coverage on that as well. Um, oh, st uh, so Stefan installed it on his Pixel 6. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I, there was another buddy of mine that he uh, used it on his Pixel 6. But keep in mind, fresh install, resetting the phone, 
it is absolutely amazing that they're able to produce devices or a build of a, a developer preview. Again, this is not even intended for people to use. This is a literally purely intended for developers, OEMs to start trying to build their systems, their apps to start be having a little bit more support for Android 13 before the release later in the year with the Pixel 7 series. So this is something to keep in mind. I mean, at IO, we'll hear more, but this is really where things are kind of what they're shooting for as well. Uh, wow. Okay. Wait, hold on a second. Um, Earl. Okay. I, I'm assuming you're, <sighs> let's hope. Okay. Earl Owens is saying it's 41 here in Tacoma and I'm talking about probably Tacoma, Washington, which is, uh, what we have here. So 41 is really cold. If it's Fahrenheit, it is super hot. If it's Celsius, so I'm hoping you're talking about Fahrenheit, but I would imagine, you know, Washington being that, you know, more of a cooler weather being that it's further North and, and where we are there, of course. Oh man. Okay, let me see. Maybe I think I maybe uh, I'm I'm quite a bit behind. Hold on, ten eleven, and we are. Oh wow, I'm like twenty two minutes behind. Okay, let me see if we can jump through real quick here. So Joe was talking. I think five years of update. Uh, Dominic saying I think five years of update should have started with Android. And it's nice move for Samsung. Absolutely. I'm just hoping when they say five years, it's still gonna stick to the whole once a month update that we get. The you know the patch update and the services. So hopefully that that means there, or does it mean that they jump into a three month cycle update as opposed to a one month? We'll have to see how that approach kind of goes. But again, they're promising it on their higher end models, not on everything. Uh, Ibrahim is saying there's a lot of people's, uh, people uh, spending uh, spending habits that have had to change, especially uh, with what happened over the last couple of years uh, with the cost of living skyrocketing and other things keeping on. That absolutely right. Uh, yeah. Uh, in, in, in LA, even in, in many parts in the US and across the globe, um, there's been many price hikes, uh, cost of energy, cost of transportation, cost of delivery, a whole bunch of things I've had to adjust. So the reality, I think what's going on, yes, there's a lot of profit margins in the S series and Samsung and, and carrier are definitely making bank. There's no question. They're not losing money. They do not, they're not in the business of losing money. There is no company that's in the business of losing money. So make sure you, under, you, you, you see the benefit of where things are. But yeah, we'll have to see how things kind of go. Marilyn said that it, I'm using the Note 20 Ultra as my uh, as my trade-in, so that was a good deal. I got the 512, uh, 20, sorry, 512 S20 uh, 2 Ultra for 475. Plus, I got 250 in accessories. Can't go wrong. No, absolutely. And if you got it unlocked, you probably got, uh, got a really good deal. If you went with the carrier, they may have been even better deals. There's no question there that we're not the people that are going on the pre-orders are not going to be walking out with a, a you know a thousand twelve thirteen hundred dollar price on the phone. But you are trading in a very premium phone. The Note 20 Ultra is an amazing phone even to this day. Again, so you're you're upgrading and you're saving, so it's a great option. And I think that's the biggest thing that we see. Five years, uh, sorry, Aditya is jumping in here. The five years support is good and all, but unless we make battery replacement more user accessible, easily available, uh, easy available, or change battery tech, tra uh, you know, charging tech and keeping them usable for that long, it's going to be a, a little bit of a challenge. Uh, so what Aditya is covering right now is obviously battery life cycle, charging faster, degradation of battery performance, degradation in battery storage. Um, one thing that I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around lately, at least is um, battery degradation on my Tesla. Now, this obviously is a slightly different thing on the phone, but this is a car that's less than a year. Actually, I take that back. No, no, it's less than a year old. I got it at the end of March in 2021. I'm not even at the year mark yet. 90% um, of my battery on the Tesla a year ago used to mean 315 to 316 mile. That's the percentage of mile that they use for the range. So that used to be my 90% capacity. 
This morning, as I was charging my car this, uh, you know, early just to get my car fully charged for the next morning, my full charge now is at 298. My, uh, not my full charge, my 90% is down to 298. I have, con inadvertently lost about 18 miles or so that typically would have been there. So my battery is at less than a year old. I haven't driven like a th you know 30,000 or 40,000 miles, but I'm already starting to see degradation. And he has a, miss, a main point there. How do you make your device last three to four years and still maintain good battery life? The 8 Gen 1, the 888 are very powerful, but they're also very power hungry processors. Throttling is one better battery management, throughout, uh, maybe more adaptive battery charging as opposed to full power running the battery and let it toast itself. So we have to, we need better tech and we need better approaches to these things. Um, I think one, one, thing, one thing we see is um, Huawei, not Huawei, uh, Oppo is doing a lot better as well on scheduling and throttling the, the charging cycle. Meaning if you're charging your phone overnight, it's not gonna charge at 65 watt or whatever the maximum charging is. It slowly charges it so that it hits 100% at the time that you plan your alarm for the morning to wake up. So if you wake up at seven, it starts charging a little bit at a slower rate throughout the night and it'll be 100% rating for you. As opposed to doing that whole run really fast, get, it, get you to 100% in 36 minutes, minutes and then keep trickle charging it and keeping it 100% throughout the night. That change in, in charging tech helps extend the battery of the, li the life of the battery, but also make sure that your phone doesn't run hot all night long. So definitely very makes very perfect sense there. Um, I was going to say, say the same thing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so uh, Tony Wang's actually saying, um, I always get the unlocked because I get the software update the day it is released by Samsung. I use my phone um, on T-Mobile. So this is this has been my carrier situation. I've been doing this for quite some time. Um, the thing that came came it came at the end of the day again. I was ordering a Tab S8 Ultra and the S22 Ultra, and this was a two hundred dollar uh, two hundred dollar off. That I it was it was a hard conversation for me to try to make. Do I really, I mean, can I live with waiting for T-Mobile to release the software update? And can I live with what T-Mobile has on their software? Uh, I'm going to be obviously disabling, again, this is a personal thing, nothing against T-Mobile. I'm not talking against the company, but I, I will be disabling most of the applications that I don't really need on that phone from day one. And I'll make sure that it pretty much runs as close to stock as I'm anyways running on my own custom launcher either way with Nova Prime. So the experience for me won't change much. Yeah, the back end is a little bit, and then whatever background services that they may be running, I'll make sure to make, you know go in there, either disable them or make sure to figure out a way to keep them at bay. So those are things to keep in mind. But I, the, the software update conversation, I already know that that's going to be a little bit of a sticking point for me because that is going to be the things where I don't get software updates on day one. It'll probably be 20 to 30 days later. And that's how T-Mobile runs because that's how T-Mobile is. They need to put their stuff on top of every software update that gets pushed out. It's not that incremental uh, function. So we'll have to see how that goes. I'm also hoping that Samsung or T-Mobile does not crip the conversation when it comes down to the years that Samsung is promising us with software updates. Um, speaking of rechargeable batteries, uh, Finn's jumping in. I just ordered a replacement battery for my phone, so it will it will be here at last uh, a few more uh, years again at Dominic Coin. So you're right. Uh, so the ETS point is very on, on point with making replacing batteries an easier process for people. After four years, I promise you that the battery is not going to run at the same capacity. So uh, being able to do it yourself, like the Note, I want to say the Note 4 was the last one that had a replaceable battery. And seriously, you could still buy a replaceable battery and still run that phone at 100% capacity battery day today, although not the latest software update, and still enjoy the content off, uh, off of it for as long as your phone can handle it. So it, it's one of those things you have to appreciate. Uh, she's never said that at DT. <laughs> 
Oh, we always appreciate. Okay, so let me see if we can. Uh, okay, Dominic's jumping in here. Uh, we will be getting an S22 Ultra with eight uh, with the eight Gen one. Hopefully, it's bootloader unlocked uh, since the Exynos. Uh, uh, sorry, unlocked with the with. Sorry, hopefully it's bootloader unlocked. Uh, since the Exynos, uh, when, when released here, the bootloader is unlocked, if, if I'm not mistaken. I, Exynos has had much better development in unlocking bootloaders earlier than Qualcomm variants for, for many, many years. It used to be the other way around. Uh, but now, yeah, if you have a Qualcomm, most more than likely in the U.S., with the exception of OnePlus devices, and I'm hoping that stays the same, uh, you're pretty much getting a locked bootloader out of the box, and you have to basically wait uh, to unlock it. Last year with the S21 Ultra, Samsung had it to where they, if you unlock the bootloader, the camera stopped working, but they were able to find workarounds on that. So it's not impossible, but I would, if you're if you're eager to unlock your bootloader, I wouldn't do it on day one, uh, mostly because of, again, till development is up to, up to par to catch up with what's going on and they can get everything working. Because the last thing you want is to lose camera functionalities. Uh, let me see here. I was disappointed with to see that the standard Tab S8 is an LCD screen. It's again, it's that approach. Uh, Dan is jumping in. Uh, it, it's really more about how do they get you to choose and pay a little bit more to go to the next one. Uh, so the question would be is, you know, you get a little bit bigger battery, you get a bigger display, you get an OLED panel, the S, uh, the S8 Plus. Uh, and I think those are the things that you kind of get you into jumping into the next size. But you have to keep in mind, it depends on what you're doing on your phone. LCDs are not a bad technology. It just it's not very power efficient like OLED, obviously. You know, the whole panel lights up when you're using it. Even if you're using it just to show a small logo in the center of the actual panel, the whole panel is on. That's just how LCD works. OLED has the ability of saving you uh, battery and, of course, better color representation. But I also feel like LCD for outdoor usage may even perform better than OLED, and that we'll have to see how they kind of run. Uh, but it is something that I think Samsung, it, they have to make the entry-level feel not feel very comfortable because if they made that one feel very comfortable it they would be competing against each other and i think this is a again a, more of a i would say marketing at, at best uh, but yeah it's it's harder um let me see here teak is online exclusive colors uh will only be in online stores or here sorry uh, so TK, the on <clears throat> sorry about that. So TK, the online colors will only be available in online store uh, and only and are they, will they ever be released uh, like on the other on the other four? Uh, to my understanding, and if with historical colors, no, those typically do not come out. Uh, Samsung has done it. They did that with the S20 FE, and they did that with the S20 uh, with the. Um, if I'm not mistaken, there was a few other colors as well uh, throughout 2021. So yeah, no, these colors, the three colors that we're talking about, if I'm not mistaken, let me double back real quick. So the graphite, the sky blue, and the actual red, not the burgundy color, are going to be exclusive uh, to Samsung.com. And I think this is where they're... And the problem with this is, like, let's say you want to go with a T-Mobile variant. Uh, let's just jump into here. Um, uh, let me see. Are we able to pick a color... Yeah, th those colors disappear. Once you start looking into variants like Verizon, yep, colors disappear. I'm, I'm just double checking just to kind of double check here. The colors, yeah. So yeah, purely exclusive and only available on the unlocked models. So that's mainly why you only get them from T from Samsung. Because if they're not available in the variants version, like if there's no custom color for Verizon right now, then it won't be available later on on Verizon. So yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Uh, da, 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 Russ. Oh wow! Okay, I think I hit the I hit a weird button. Okay, that blue man. Okay, so in the hundred plus times that I was trying to order my phone, the S twenty two Ultra on on Wednesday, I'll say that it took 
like 90% of them was with that. And I did not realize at the time, like in the first few orders, that the delivery, uh, the delivery timeline for that was March 8th which was literally about maybe a week and a half later on. Now, it's not a big deal if you really want that color, but at the end of the day, I always think about this. My phone is in a case. My phone has a cover on the back, so you can't even see the actual plating. Now, it obviously, the, the phone is the same color. I got the graphite, I think, last year, uh, or the whatever, the, the new color Samsung invented last year with the black color. Uh, but when I have my devices in cases and I'm using them on a daily, it's rarely ever that I'm going to see the color of my phone. So at the end of the day, I kind of looked at it. I said, look, if I ever do take the phone out and I'm showing it on camera, I would like to see the phone and I would love to see the color green on it. I would have loved to see the blue color. That was the color that came on the Note 7. This is why I always love bluish colors. But I wasn't really thinking that it would make perfect sense for me. And again, like I said, the $200 kind of shifted me over to T-Mobile, which took those colors out of the conversation. So the green one ended up being for me. But I'm with you. The blue is absolutely fantastic there. Um, Michael Peppertech, uh, hey man, hope you're doing well. Um, interesting that the retail price of the S8, uh, the, the the top S8 Ultra is $1,399 plus $350 for the keyboard case. Um, if uh, if you don't go with the pre-order and uh, deals for the tab for the uh, for the Galaxy Pro, uh, Book Pro 360 inch, um, it's the same retail price for the 512.16. I think they're really trying to make the tablet or the Tab S8 Ultra function and give you that, that tablet feeling the ca the fact that they're including it with the order they're forcing people to live in dex mode they want people to use it like a laptop and i think this is the big part it has expandable storage a massive display uh, i think the 8 gig is pretty decent and should be more than enough for most people but if you do want to get the higher one you're more than welcome add an sd card to that sucker and then you're pretty much set for as much as you'd like with the with the foldable keyboard that they're including in there they're really more trying to get you comfortable and thinking of their tablet as laptops more so than think of them as uh, basically standard tablets of the way we use them so i think that's a good solution and hopefully there's been or there's going to be some improvements in decks that i'll be able to check out once we get the devices because those are things that i like to use next stock makes perfect sense for me because dex lives in there and this is what they do they make it so that your phone is your laptop not just a phone you can do so much more with it but yeah uh, Russ, um, Samsung should release the the Aura Glow and the Phantom Silver. Oh my God, those colors! Uh, for those some of us love love, uh, love colors, absolutely. Yeah, no, we need more custom colors. I'm I'm a little bit interested to see if they ever do the whole bespoke thing here, but I don't know how they could do that because they can't really combine plates. It would be interesting to see if there's going to be a color palette uh, release which i wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if six you know three to six months from now we have a bespoke edition uh samsung s22 ultra or s22 series where you're able to customize the colors there and even at that point will give us some more options like that so for sure um, that being said, probably the take the uh, I probably would take the Tab S8 Ultra for the higher resolution display, higher refresh rate, versatility, and better tablet uh, than Windows on uh, on the go uh, on the go uh, on the uh, on basically on the go for 360, the GoPro 360. So the the approach here again, I think the Tab S8 Ultra, the base level, not the higher end model, the 8128, I think is going to be the best solution of all the ones that you get for the price, best bang for the uh, best bang for the buck. If you're new to tablets from Samsung, I think the S8 Plus will be more than enough. Offers a lot of the same similar technologies, the high refresh rate, the higher quality display, OLED panel, SD card support, and still very functional at the, at the configuration that it's released there. So I think that, that one will definitely give you a good deal there as well. Uh, let me see. Okay, here. 
um, Finn is jumping back. I think Oppo should uh, should also uh, sorry. I think Oppo should also develop a desktop mode on their own uh, for the for ColorOS. Believe me when I say this, I've been asking for this for years. Every time I have an opportunity to talk to them, I always let them know that we need to see something from them in this form. Uh, OnePlus, uh, or at least Oppo and OnePlus devices give you access to Android desktop mode through the developer settings. You have to try to force it on as opposed to just screen mirroring. But it is literally leveraging what Android, what Google has been keeping in there and not updating for the last few generations of Android. I think 12L was supposed to give us some more uh, improvements and 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 improve and functionalities in foldable devices, but we want to be able to see a more a heavier focus on larger format displays and better UI elements. So we'll have to see how that kind of uh, kind of comes up in there. But uh, yeah, trust me, uh, they have uh, PC Connect, which is their uh, their version of. Um, how do we say it? like a connect like an always on Wi-Fi direct connected version where it mirrors the display of your phone on the computer and you're able to transfer files back and forth. But again, this is not fully a desktop experience, right? It's still more of a, a connectivity and accessibility kind of function. So I'm, I hope that it'll be very functional as well. Uh, let me see here. Sarvan is, uh, is saying here, do you think that Huawei phone, the, the Huawei phones uh, near you has a better camera than S21 Ultra? I think it's P50 series, if you're not mistaken. Yeah. So the experience, not experience, my experience of using the P50, uh, P50, Pro, P50 Pro is based on the last few weeks that I've been using it. On the daily, using the using the camera, using it, and again, I don't have 8K and I don't care for 8K. This is something I want to be very clear. Both of them are running the 888, so it's not a processor configuration, but the camera sensors and the lenses and the camera science that we have behind. I think the P50 does actually perform better than the S21 Ultra as a camera phone. And those are the things I, this is one of the reasons why I'm, when I'm creating content, like I'm creating reels, I'm using this. The, the Vivo X70 Pro Plus was a better phone for me night and day compared to the S21 Ultra. And that again came out later in 2021. But the P50 Pro is a champ. 4K60, butter smooth, really nice. Samsung, for some reason, with Android 12, I've been having a little bit of hiccups here and there with uh, the software. The sensors may be great. The telephoto may be amazing. But if you can't if you can't shoot 4K60 without a stutter in the middle of your clip and you can't depend on that, it becomes a little bit of a hiccup for me. And right now, the P50 Pro is doing it for me. So I, I've been focusing mostly on that and using it as a daily. Um, since it's not, I mean, it is connected right now, but it's not my daily driver. I need to basically make sure that it works. So we'll see how that kind of goes. Uh, <laughs> you can see, uh, Michael Peppertag. Hold on, did I miss one from Dominic? No. So Michael Peppertag's jumping back. Uh, they got a lot of people getting the S8 Ultra with the 25% off and free keyboard uh, per order uh, deal throughout. Uh, through yeah, and then who bought the S22 series? Uh, that was a deal at the beginning when you when you were going through it. But if you were going to trade in a device for the Tab S7, Tab S8 Plus, um, if you're going to trade in a device to get the Tab S8. You couldn't do it in that part of that uh, package. Anytime you stack um, trade-in devices on Samsung devices on the um, with the way Samsung does it, the secondary device by default is a lower value than what you would get if you're just doing straight-up trading for it. So it's a weird relationship Samsung does. It's almost like they want to force you to order it separately, but it was a good deal. I, I saw that one as well. Sorry. Uh, Rafael Rodin is actually saying, I wonder if people are getting the, uh, are uh, people putting together S22s can ever hope um, to uh, to own one? Okay, let me see here. I hope if the people putting together the S22s can ever hope to, I'm assuming you're talking about the people that are working at the uh, the manufacturing uh, the phones, and I don't know where I found this one, 100% uh, UV protection, that's mm -hmm. nice. 
the the reality is most if you've ever been into a factory uh, as far as phone factories and have had an opportunity to be at a Huawei factory back in Shenzhen um most devices are fabricated are by uh, by uh, by machines very few people actually do put them together the people that are there they're mostly just validating that the installation is done correctly and then they move it into the next assembly so there's I'll, I'll correct it and not that I'm trying to nitpick the uh, the comment Rafael uh what I meant to say is it depends on the area that you are and where things uh, how much things are uh, will cost in the US these are things that are priced at the at the price point that I'm referring to for you guys today but again in different parts of the world I don't think the S22 runs at the same price in Europe right now the S22s are obviously in a different price point there's different RAM configuration can they ever afford I don't know that's a different conversation I would imagine it's a challenge but uh we'll have to see obviously what cases and what pricing is available in that area and you have to keep in mind that you may actually be a better position to buy an S21 Ultra this year and save some money as opposed to having to buy an S22 uh, again because there is no S22 Ultra really this is a note so it's a different phone Oh man, Russ. Okay, the Mate 40 Pro is still a great phone even today. Uh, in my opinion, one of the few Android devices that has a, uh, a 3D face unlock, the camera stack on the front, uh, the the camera array with the camera. I mean, they really utilize uh, the bump that we have in there very, very nicely. Uh, and I, I'm with you. I had um, I, I had to return that one back, uh, and it was really I, I really miss it. But the P50 Pro has been making my life so much easier and so much nicer. Uh, and it actually still runs pretty good. The 888 is a champ uh, when it comes down to processing. It does get a little bit warm when you drive the camera for a little bit longer, but what phone doesn't at this point? So it is one of those interesting conversations going on. Uh, oh, Michael Peppertech saying, um, under 900 for, uh, for, uh, sorry, for phone and tablet, and 250 for accessories it's crazy they traded in uh so uh, they traded in an older iphone z full uh, an older iphone and a z flip 3 uh 3150 and stuff uh for another. Yeah, so one thing to keep in mind uh sorry michael is as a trade in it's an absolute deal but you have to remember they are trading in hardware devices that are still technically fully functioning i don't know about the old iphone but at least the z flip 3 is still a very functional phone Unless you're purposely trying to get out of the foldable technology, for me, I look at him as where when do I trade into my Z Fold 3? It's probably when the Z Fold 4 comes out, or maybe it's the Z Flip 4 comes out, and that maybe makes more sense to me. Or if they decide to go with other form factors. So this is why I didn't really want it to trade into my Z Fold 3. It would have been a better deal. I would have gotten more money for it. But it is something that I have to keep in mind that later on in the year, that's what I need to do. But that that combination and that uh, price point, absolutely. Uh, it was a it is still a great deal and it is something to keep in mind where you're going in there. Uh, and of course, with everybody, please make sure to hit that smash, smash that like button if you like it and subscribe to the channel, the Android Bay, as usual. It always helps us, helps the algorithm and the uh, and of course, uh, helps show some support for the channel as, as well. Uh, we are uh, over 260, I think we're 262 recently, which is definitely very thankful to everybody hanging out with us um, on your Saturdays and kicking it with us, of course, as well. Um, let me see here. Da, da, da. Okay, so before I go into the next one, I do want to say we are hitting that that point of the, the the live stream. Typically, we go for about an hour and a half or so, so we're a little bit on that. Um, so this is a we're gonna get closer to start talking about the uh, you know the TKception. If you guys are familiar with it, uh, this is something that we hear we do here on the show every week, uh, and it's a little bit of a basically showcasing our uh, everybody hanging out with us, and we'll do a little bit of a nice video effect. So you may start seeing some comments in the, uh, in this show now. Uh, hashtag Exception. So if you'd like to join, please let me know. And of course, we'll, we'll feature some of those in there. Uh, let me double check here real quick. So Raphael's jumping in as we're waiting for those. Um, 
so in it's uh, in Indonesia, Thailand, and India. I know they are not getting high uh, high end phones, uh, making what minimum wage. And so, so one thing I will say this: I'm totally with you on the high end performance and everything going on. But you have to also understand where things are. The person that is buying it, what they're buying, and what they need, and what they need to use. Does any is there anybody on the uh, uh, is there anybody really really needing the S twenty two Ultra? No. Does anybody really really need the Tab S Ultra? No. The reality of the matter is where where you are, mid-rangers are actually getting so much better and you're able to afford them more. In in countries that you mentioned, Indonesia, Thailand, and India, you have so much more competitiveness in the price point of mid-rangers and budget smartphones that people don't necessarily look and say, I don't want to care about everything else in front of me that does great, takes great pictures, gets updates, Xiaomi devices, Redmi, Realme, uh, all of the different companies and even brands that probably never make it to the international market are there and they're really being focused in that market. The aspiration for the best of the best is one thing to look at it. Do you really need the S8 Ultra? It depends. It really depends on what you're trying to do with it. I use it for functionality. A larger display makes more sense for me because it's more functional for me in my daily activity. I think the Tab S8 makes more sense. So you have to look at it and also understand the market. Not everybody in the world wants the Lamborghini out there because not everybody wants to deal with the Lamborghini. You need to make sure that to get to what works for you. The comment that you made earlier makes perfect sense. Yeah, people working the assembly line on the, to make the S8 Ultra or may not be able to afford it. But again, are they looking to buy an S8 Ultra or are they more comfortable in a Xiaomi or a Redmi or a Realme? There is so much more options and more available companies and devices in these markets that we don't even get a chance to see. I'm lucky enough to be able to see and say that I have as uh, you know is a um, here the Infinix Zero 5G. But again, this device is not intended for my market. So you have to keep in mind some of those aspects when we're comparing things and looking at how things are in the end there. Um, last thing real quick, Russ is saying, TK, are you going to trade in the Z Fold 3 uh, for the Z Fold 4? I think that's the typical plan that I like to do. My S series goes into the S typically, and I'll flip from the S to the Note till the next comes out. But they seems like they're changing their matter now, which last year we had an S series, an Ultra S series, and this year we have a Note S series, uh, Ultra come out. So yeah, typically that's what I like to do. I always keep my folds to go into the next one. As if I, because what happens is there's always going to be a situation like the video that I want to work for you guys for next week is comparing these two devices. And I would not have been able to do this if I had to decide to trade this in or depending on when, you know, Juan and I kind of did the trade back uh, as far as the hardware. Because this time it kind of went a little bit longer. We usually do it for about a month. Um, and I think we kind of did it for almost two months uh, because of the timing and travel and family and all a whole bunch of things kind of going on. Uh, but yeah, so uh, for me, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm planning on doing that, at least on my end. So let's go ahead and bring this up here. We're going to do share. And I'm going to start off with Greg, our big guy here. Uh, thank you very much. Share the screen and boom. And let's do this now. Oh, it's been so lately it's been working much, much faster. So with that being said, I want to say first, obviously, thank you for everybody to hang out with us. Um, it is an amazing day. We're, we're actually uh, doing really nicely as far as the weather. Hopefully, we'll get cooler a little bit again, uh, and we'll get a little bit more um, milder temperatures across the globe. If it seems like it's going crazy everywhere. Uh, so thank you to Greg for hanging out with us with TKception as well. Uh, Chemi Torres, our buddy, our friend here, TKception, TK, <laughs> the, the Android Bayception. Yeah, it is TK, the Android Bay at this point. TK Tesla Bay, Goku Bay, and of course, TK Amigo Bay. Uh, always, always Goku, as you guys know, big, big fan. Uh, and of course, thank you to Dominic Juan for hanging out with us as well. Uh, Finn Jacobs, always kicking it with us, TKception, TK, <laughs> the Note 22 Ultra. That's what they released. 
That's exactly what they released. Sarvan, TK, Android Guru, uh, Guru thank you very much. TK Weekend Chills. Uh, Snapdragon 778 is more than enough for people. Absolutely, man. Seriously, there is a big game and there's a lot of conversation talking about the high end, but I feel like we're all going to be living in that mid-ranger processor now because that's where a lot of the, the, the experiences are being lived at. You can't, you, you don't need the S22 Ultra. I'm not getting it because I need it. Personally, I need it for work. I would not have gone with a pre-order if it was purchased for personal. I would have waited till the price got a lot lower and I start looking for even better deals than what we're getting right now. So this is something that we have to keep in mind. The reality is there are some great deals now and there are great options to be able to save, you know, up to $450 with trade-ins and so on. But you have to keep in mind, what are you doing it for? And are you doing it for the right reasons? For me, it's a business expense and I need to pay, I need to basically put that as part of my, uh, my coverage and what I need to do because this is how it is. And, and hopefully that makes sense. Like I said, for whomever is deciding to do that. Um, and so, yeah, and again, that's what Rafael is saying. The same thing. Budget phones are definitely getting very good. Russ, thank you very much. TK, uh, <laughs> uh, got the emerald green S22 Ultra. I love that. I love that green. I love that one very, very much. Uh, and of course we have Dominic Juan kicking it with us as well. TKception, TK Android Bay, TK Super Saiyan Bay. I love it, man. Ground Attack, Dan, our bud, uh, of course, hanging out with us. Glad I caught this one, May. Uh, enjoy the rest of the weekend and same everywhere, of course, for everybody hitting it. Uh, Maz B, TKception, thank you very much. Jimmy Fire Dragon, man, thank you very much. TK Sony Bay, TK Android Bay, Tesla Bay, of course, as always. And last but not least, our man, our Mr. Cumberbatch of our channel. And I love saying this every single time we see him. Uh, Aditya Nil, our buddy, TKception, TK, uh, TKR Bay, TK Engaging in proper disc <laughs> discourse by uh it's always conversation you always have to have a conversation this is what the chat what the show is about it's not just a show about me talking for an hour and a half it's a conversation and it is really a point of reference that i always make sure uh, and i feel like i hope that you feel like this is one of the unique features of what the show does and what it is about it's been like that when it was called the, uh, the saturday morning with tech and it is what it is the way it is we have it right now so um, Hamid, Hamid, uh, you got this. Thank you very much. Ma'asalami, ahlan wa sahlan. So ma'asalami means goodbye in Arabic. So ma'asalami to everybody if you're watching us and uh, kicking it with us in Arabic. Um, seriously, what I would say is it's been an interesting announcement. A lot of hardware obviously was announced. A lot of conversations have been had. But at the end of the day, and I'll say this again more so for now for than later, and you can quote me on this. The reality is nobody really needs the higher end models. The pricing are, is going up. If you're not trading in something to it to bring the price down, it probably doesn't make sense. Mid-rangers is what we need to start focusing on, realizing what the benefit, the bang for the buck experiences that we're looking for. Because at the end of the day, this is seriously what you're doing. You're living in a phone and you're using it. And, you know, software updates may be important to you. And then some other conversation may be different. Pixels make perfect sense for, for where they are, 600 bucks, and it's an amazing device. It is getting better. It's not, you know, perfect, but no phone is perfect. So the long story that I'm saying is, hopefully more things come out, better things come out for us in 2022. Uh, right now, Samsung is offering a mass amount of deals. There'll be links in the description as well as in the show note if you're watching this or listening to it on the audio podcast later on uh, to save some money. And again, very, very enticing deals. If you're not ready for it now, you can use those, you know, the, the approach later on and you'll probably even save more money as prices will change. So always make sure to look around, always make sure to do the research before you make any commitment. It is your hard earned dollar and it is something that you need to be comfortable doing. So 
With that being said, thank you very much for hanging out with me. Thank you for giving me some of your time on this Saturday. Uh, and if it hopefully it's not already in Sunday in some parts of the world. Uh, if you're catching this on the replay, please make sure to like and subscribe and hit that bell icon so that you always know whenever we go live. I am TK. This is the Android Bay. Be safe. Stay safe. I'll see you guys in the chat on Monday on the STGQA with Juan Carlos. And of course, we have the best of our week and another episode of the Android Bay next Saturday. Take care, everybody.